Elite Physique University, your source for all things physique enhancement. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Elite Physique University. I'm John Gorman, your host. We've got Jason Theobald, IFBB Pro, coach extraordinaire in the house. Jason, what's going on, man? How's your Thursday? It's a good Thursday. I mean, it's rainy as hell here, and it's been raining since Monday, but, you know, I think most of the Midwest is getting that. Kind of kind of puts you more in a somber mood. It's like looks like it's, like it's dark here, but um, other than that, like, it's a good Thursday. Got good training in. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, can't complain. Yeah, I mean, the rain's just been heavy here. It's I'm peeking out my window now. The, the sun's finally out after four days, so it's just been rainy oh, and cold. Nice. We haven't wanted yeah. to what haven't wanted to go do anything I mean, we're recording this here this will air here in a couple of weeks but we're recording it right before halloween, halloween. and I, I know you know kentucky and missouri we're about the same it always seems to be right before halloween is when shit just gets nasty yep. and i just it don't does. want to go out <laughs> yeah yeah it's like i said it's 50 here and rainy as hell but it's supposed to be 55 on saturday and sunny so that'll be nice look at us looking forward to 55 and sunny. i know so. right <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, anything new with you this week? It's starting to slow down for you. What's, what's everything? Uh, a couple like? things. Um, so I'll do a couple things here. Um, my athlete, uh, that I have been working with for about two or three years, Trish Wood made, uh, the Olympia. Oh, nice. Um, IFBB pro, uh, physique, women's physique. Um, so I need to book that. So I'm heading to, heading to Las Vegas, awesome. uh, in the middle of December. So that'll be nice. Get a little reprieve from the weather, um, yeah. see her compete, uh, watch her peaking. Uh, so that'll be nice. Um, then new ethics has some new products coming down the line. I won't, I won't tell you all of them, but one of them is an immunity product, um, to help immune system health. Um, and then my gut course and hormones course still has spots. Uh, they're in November. Don't quote me on the dates, but I think one of them is November 4th. And then another one's like two weeks after, I always hold them on Sunday evening, 6 p.m. Um, if you're interested, you can email me at jason at scoobyprep.com for the brochures, and that gives you all the details of what you're learning. Awesome. I'll, I'll put your email in the show notes. So if you're listening either now or after, just click on the show notes. It's just hyperlinked. You can click on that, and it'll it'll pull up, you know, the ability to email Jason for that. So awesome, man. Yeah, that that uh, so the new product you have coming out is an immunity product? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's huge this time of year. So right. obviously headed into the uh, the winter. No, we're sitting here now that we just launched some new apparel, hat, restocked our shakers. So we've had a pretty good day and a record month over here as we kind of finish up October. Um, you know, I told you the personal numbers. I'm not going to put those out on the podcast, but pretty happy, man. We're we're staying busy. I do know with November coming up, we've got a Thanksgiving launch. We're going to do it before all the Black Friday madness. I'm just not interested in getting caught up with all that stuff. But you know, the the week of, we're going to launch some. We've got some new products, a new protein flavor. Do have an amino product coming out that I designed and it's done. And, and you know, we have a, a new flavor pre-workout coming, some other cool stuff. So it's going to be a big week for us. But other than that, man, just uh, just kind of plugging away over here. Client load is steady. Um, shows are winding down. Had had pretty good turnout. We had the IPE World Championships and uh, had a good turnout there. One of our sponsor coaches, Pete Fitchin, showed up. He had six clients some world championships and class wins there. So, I mean, it was overall, it was pretty good for not just us, but kind of for our fat muscle coaches. Um, but I'm looking forward to the holidays. I don't know about you, man. We'll probably do a future episode on it 
on how to eat through the holidays and stuff like that, because obviously we know what to do, but you know, there are people out there, it's kind of their first rodeo. It's our first time around. Like they're kind of worried about the holidays and stuff like that. So I think we can, we can kind of cover how to approach that. But from a business standpoint, I don't know about you, but it kind of slows down with the check-ins. I don't have people doing, you know, a lot of, I don't have them adding a lot of food and stuff like that because they're eating and they're getting Thanksgiving and Christmas. Do you, do you have anything that, that you have clients do special around the holidays or is it pretty slow for you? I mean, you know, I give, if people need extra instruction, like through how to handle it, then I give it. Um, But, you know, I don't believe in picking out ever. So, you know, it's like, Hey, there's usually lean Turkey. There's usually lean green beans and there's usually a fairly clean carb. You need a dinner salad. It's not that hard. No one's telling you to eat the stuffing and all the cookies and all the pies that's on you. Um, but you know, have it if you want to slice, you know, it's, it's, it's manageable however you want to do it, but no, I don't, I don't do anything special cause I don't want to set up any binging or anything. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that. Um, today we have a great lineup. It's, it's ask us anything. I've been sitting on these for a while. Um, and honestly, probably our next episode is going to be another version of this because we just have so many questions to get to. So we're, well into the forties now for the episodes, man. So let me go ahead and crack this because I'm tired and oh, you're tired. Too. There you go. So you can kind of live through me because I know you don't drink. Maybe, maybe it'll help me too vicariously. <laughs> well, I'm going to throw this first question out to you, actually, because yeah, we man. talked about this at the Elite Physique University seminar. Dustin Holmes wants to know: Do you guys think there's a way to count just the protein in the protein sources, or just the carbs in the carb sources, or just the fats in the fat sources? Well, not worrying about counting the trace amounts of other macros. For example, oatmeal is primarily carbs, but it has it has a decent amount of protein and fats in it. Do you guys think there's a way to just track that without all the trace stuff? What's, what's your thoughts on that? And, you know, obviously we both know there's a way to do it, but you kind of mentioned this diabetic yeah. exchange at the seminar and it kind of jogged my memory because I haven't talked about this in like 10 years. So kind of explain your, your thoughts on that. So here's the deal. I think, I think, when you're learning to track macros, you should learn to count account for everything, uh, especially if you get ready for a prep, because you're just going to be dialed in that much quicker. But let's look at it this way. Right now, I'm kind of using the diabetic exchange, and it's exactly what the guy's asking. I kind of I keep track of my protein, um, but I'm not worried about the trace carbs in my way. I keep track of my carb number, but I'm not worried about any trace fats or protein, etc. Um, if you're steady on it. And, and that's what you do all year, then you're already going to have a baseline. So when you go to pull 500 carbs for prep, it should work because you've already created a baseline. You know, if you're at maintenance, you know, if you're the scale's going up, so you should have a good idea of where to pull from. Um, but again, I don't teach it that way. Cause I think you should learn how that all foods play off of each other and it's more accurate to do it the other way. So you might as well learn it. But as someone like myself who has been doing this 24 years, yeah, you can do it. And you might get there quicker than I did. But um, that's, that's the diabetic exchange. That's exactly what it is. And sure, you can do it if you're consistent, because your moves will eventually catch up. Um, and you'll be in a deficit. Yeah, or, you know, or gaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, I use it all the time. Of course, I'm not dieting for anything serious right now. And I think for the off season, it's great excuse me, probably the first person I ever heard of using that was Skip Hill, um, who I worked with back in the day. I think it was like 2010. And he kind of set my macros up for me. He said, hey, man, don't worry about counting the tray stuff. Just go ahead and make sure you do it this way all the time. 
-hmm. and it's going to be okay. And his analogy that he used, and I kind of like this, he said, listen, who cares if you get on a scale and it says 225, and then you get on another scale that says 230, as long as you're always using the same, just don't jump back and forth between scales, just use the same scale. And that kind of made sense to me, but I agree with you. I think people need to learn how to count everything. Um, because here's the thing, there are some outlier foods that I don't think fall in very well. There are things like uh, 93 beef. If you're not counting the fat, 93 beef, there's like seven, eight grams of fat there. If you're counting as just a protein source, man, that's a lot of fat. So if you're a female and you're- There might be more than even that in, you know, eight ounces of beef there. I don't know. Well, eight ounces. Yeah, that's for four ounces. For four ounces. For four ounces. Yeah, it's like eight grams of fat, if I remember right. So like, if you're a female- that's eight. I mean, that's a lot of calories. That's 72 calories right there. That's not being accounted for. And if you're not doing it with the rest of your foods, and then you switch back and forth out from chicken to beef is what I'm saying is your calories are going up and down. Uh, I think beans are another one. They're, they're a little bit higher in, in proteins and stuff like that. So you, it's just hard to get an accurate number. Um, but I think for off season, I think it's great, man. I, I, I don't have any problems with it at all. Me neither. Um, this next question from Allie Fields is kind of tied to this. This is something I've talked on a lot over the years. Be kind of interested to get your take on this. Allie wants to know, I'm eating a lot of things like whole wheat pastas and other products that has significantly higher protein content on the label than what it has carbs. So if that protein is making up a majority of my protein at a meal or a large amount of that protein, is there a downside to that? I've heard you both speak about amino acid content not being the same for some proteins. And, and for our listeners, um, what we're kind of looking at here, Jason, is we're looking at, you know, if someone's going to eat a lot of whole wheat pasta and a girl has 20 grams of protein at that meal, but 10 of that's made up from the protein in the pastas, is that a good protein source? And what are kind of your thoughts on that? Right. Well, I don't ever use pasta in a diet I build like that. Um, so I don't have these issues, but I mean, I usually teach generally speaking to track protein, even though we just talked about what we, we, we said. And so it gets counted. I probably have a mad leucine or something because yeah. it's not a whole protein. Um, I, you know, if they really love those noodles and it's almost giving them all their 20 grams, but it's an incomplete protein, I'm probably going to add an amino acid supplement or something along those lines. Um, I just don't build my diets that way, to be honest with you, yeah, where there's enough protein like that from a carb source. I think it really hurts women more than it does us guys, because yeah. we're going to, if we get 10 grams of or 15 grams of protein from that, we're still getting another, you know, 25, 30 from another source that has enough amino acids or even 40, you know, I mean, right. what, you know what you're doing, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. For our listeners out there, basically you want to try and get enough quality amino acids out of good proteins like meat, like whey protein and eggs and stuff like that. And that's why a lot of the vegan sources just aren't very good. You know, things right. like pea protein and stuff because the amino acid content's low. So if you're eating a lot of stuff like that, like, protein from pasta or, or pea protein, you know, powders and stuff like that. You're just not going to get the aminos that you need to grow. So they're definitely not, they're not all proteins created equal. So no, I, I think, I think adding something like EAAs or some aminos, some yeah. leucine to that's going to help bump that meal. up. I like, I like adding some EAAs, you know, you could probably find some tablets that make it easier. You don't have to deal with powder every time um, yeah. and pop them. And that's going to round out that, that, that protein profile, you know, and someone explained to me about amino acids and proteins when they're not complete, you know, you might have 10 C's 
uh, one A and 10 T's, but you can only spell cat one time. Right. And, you know, if you had those nine other A's, then you could spell it 10 times. Um, so that's kind of a quick analogy um, when you're kind of dealing with those incomplete proteins. Um, yeah. I, I honestly I, would just say use another carb source and, 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 and add a whole protein, you know, a shake or some beef or chicken or whatever. But yeah, I, I'm the same way. I like to tell people use carb sources that are low fat, low protein. It just seems they seem to break down easier. They're yeah. easier on the gut. Yeah. A lot of the foods we've talked about for 40 some odd episodes now, you know, the rice products, you yeah. know, potatoes and stuff like that are always going to be a better bet. Um, next question comes from Aaron Reynolds. This kind of switched it up. Not so much physique enhancement here. Aaron wants to know how the hell in all caps, <laughs> how the hell do you guys do everything you do and stay organized with full clients, supplement companies, a podcast, or in your case, Jason, two podcasts, kids, your own training, gyms, speaking, seminars, et cetera, et cetera. Any tips to a fellow coach are appreciated. And, you know, whenever we got this question, I thought about it. I thought, you know, I remember me in 2010, you know, I, I had, you know, 10 clients and I was working and growing that, but I didn't have all this other stuff on the side. And I think a lot of people see people like us, and there's a lot of people that have a lot on their plate like you and I do. They have multiple things going. They see that and they're like, Jesus, that's some Superman shit or some superhero shit. But it's one of those things that like, we didn't just start doing that one day. We slowly progressed into that over time. It's kind of like going from 10 clients to 20 to a hundred. Like you, you don't just start out with a hundred clients. Like you progress over time. Is, is there anything that you do to keep yourself organized with everything that we have going on? I know I have a system. What do you do over there on your end? Yeah. I mean, aside from having, you know, a team of people that help, you know, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I'm a one man Island. I mean, you know, we have great people running new ethics. Um, I'm, I'm there for formulation product design now. Um, so, you know, there, it's, it's not like I'm a one man Island, number one. Uh, so I think that needs to be said. Number two, um, I use three things to keep me organized. Uh, number one, I use a to-do list. I have a piece of spiral note. I have a whole spiral notebook here. Left side says to do the right side says notes. And I list what I've got to get done. Uh, and I make the notes as I go and I cross them off for the week. Uh, number two, I keep a Google calendar online. It's attached to my Gmail. So as I'm working, I can pop in there very quickly and I set reminders that come to my email and my cell phone. And I usually set them, uh, a day ahead of time. So I get the reminder, uh, that buries it in my head. And uh, that usually works well for me. Um, and then for coaching, I, we have our feed for function site. Um, that keeps all my clients organized and keeps me organized. All their picks are there. All my notes are, are there. They can't read them, but I got all my notes there. I've got all their diets there. I've got every one of their check-ins there, all their notes in their check-ins. I mean, it's a robust system and it keeps me organized with the number of clients I have. So those are my three ways. And then I've always been good at multitasking. I mean, I ran a, a law department for, 12 to 15 years while I was building Scooby prep and handling over hundred clients. So, um, multitasking is something that it's a skill that you, you kind of either have or you don't. And if you don't have it, you need to, you need to work on it. Um, and then those three things kind of keep me in check. Yeah, man, I, I'm a lot like you. I have a daily, I, my, my to-do list is daily. Um, I live and buy live and die by that damn thing. Um, and then I'll put some stuff on my phone. I use the calendar on my phone. Like if it's a real important, 
I'll put it in the phone and I'll give myself a reminder usually earlier in the day. So it's in my, my brain. It's kind of like what you do with your email. I just get a, a message because I use a Mac. So everything pops up. Um, my calendar's kind of there. Same thing as Google calendar, but yeah, man, that's, that's the stuff I do. And you're right. Having the, the right people around you to kind of do the things that need to be done as you grow and get bigger. I mean, we just actually just hired on a new employee, um, a sales rep, our boots on the ground, Tony Andinoff in St. Louis, um, I probably should have talked about that at the start of the show. Um, having someone like that out there getting samples out and and going to the different facilities in St. Louis, like all that stuff I was trying to do on my own. And as you know, like we can only do so much when we've got a full client load and stuff like that. So, you know, Leslie takes care of all the graphics. She takes care of the website. She's the backup for shipping. We've got Jacobs, our full-time shipping guy. And then I got someone building me a complete backend database. His name's Kurt. He's one of my best friends. He's pretty much an employee at this point. Um, he's getting ready to come on board. So without people like that, we just can't, you can't stay organized. So nope. um, I, I will say this though. I learn a lot from my clients when I see that they're not organized. I see that translate over into the results that they get. So I don't know if you've seen this kind of a sidebar. I'll ask you this question. When you get clients that send you random emails, like, on the days they're not supposed to, or just 11 o'clock at night or just whatever. And they're not sending you the pictures the way you asked for them and they don't send them and you're constantly chasing them or having to get onto them. Like, Hey, I need you to send me this, this, and this. Do you see that translate over into the results that they get a lot of times in their, a lot of times, unless someone's just a gifted freak. Um, right. and a lot of times the gifted freaks kind of have that. They're not super organized. <laughs> they kinda don't comes have to easy to They've never had to be. Right. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, you know, if you're scatterbrained, you're scatterbrained. And if you're not executing, you're not executing. Um, so sure, if someone's not checking in, doing their things, it obviously correlates. Now, you know, I do get the random emails from a few people who are just a little more high strung, but they get good results because of their OCD. They're just emailing right. because it's on their brain. And rather than waiting to their check-in, like I prefer, they just fire off emails and I answer them, you know, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so. Yeah, of course, I'm, I'm talking about like the people that are, they haven't checked in in a week and then they check in on like a Saturday yeah, night. At exactly. Yes. Or something and The results are no, they're not. Yeah. There. I, I get the same thing and I'll, I'll even go out to say it this far. I don't want to piss anybody off, but sometimes, and I don't sit there and scrutinize update pictures that I get. I'm looking at their physique, but I'll get people that sit in their room is just trash. They get <laughs> clothes laying everywhere, yeah. piles of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I swear I can correlate that to them being so unorganized that their yeah. check-ins aren't on time. And the point I'm getting to with all this is if they're not doing that kind of stuff and their check-ins can't even be sent on time, how close are they really following their diet? How close right. are they staying? And then how high is their stress, which we've talked about numerous, numerous times. Right. So um, I say all that to kind of answer that question to go back and point out that staying organized um, leads to results in all kinds of areas, not just, your business, it can be tied to your physique and all that stuff as well. Oh yeah. Uh, here's another fun question, man. Uh, let you start off with this one. This comes from Justina Colson. If you could spend one day with anyone, who would it be and why? So I guess we could kind of do this a couple different ways. We talked about it a little bit before the podcast. If you want to do one in bodybuilding and then like yeah. one in business or life, who, who would your two be? I mean, off the top of my head, I mean, I'm sure there's tons, you know, to be honest with you. And I've never been like, a super fan of anyone. Like I'm not like a fanboy. I just never have been that way, you know, of, of any celebrities or whatever. But if it came down to bodybuilding, it'd be Chris Aceto. 
Um, I, he's almost always on the mark with his people and I would just love to pick his brain. I think we diet people kind of similar. Um, and I, I just love to pick his brain. Um, and then in business, probably right now, Elon Musk, I mean, he's taking their stock, you know, to crazy heights. He's, he's became like one of the top five richest people in the world. Um, and everything he touches seems to just kind of turn to gold. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see how Tesla really finally does, you know, um, but their stock sure is a hell up and uh, he's made a lot of people millionaires just from that. So I, you know, and I, I, some of the cool, you know, people will quote him. Um, and, and I, I agree with a lot of the shit he says, he's kind of a no bullshit guy and really doesn't care. And I, I admire that about him. So those would be my people. Yeah. You know, I've read Elon's book, the, the autobiography that was written or his biography that was written, um, on him twice. Okay. Pretty, pretty amazing story. If you ever read that, I, I know that you would like it. I mean, he doesn't just have Tesla as you and I know, yeah. you know, he basically, he's got solar city. I mean, he's got all this different stuff going on. Uh, SpaceX. I, I think he sold one of the big pay, uh, systems too. I forget which one it is, but so I mean, he, he started PayPal. He was the guy that started PayPal and sold it and made a bunch of money. And that's what helped fuel you know, that SpaceX and all that stuff. Yeah. So amazing story. If you guys ever read the book, um, I would love to, man, I wish we could get Chris Aceto on here. Chad Nichols is another I, that I actually talked to Chad about coming on our show just to talk about the history of diet coaching yeah. because those guys have been doing it longer than oh, yeah. they're still doing it. So he showed Polaroids, you know, and shit. Yeah. I, I think it'd be cool if we could reach out and try and get either one of them. Just Can you imagine having to wait for Polaroids to arrive in the mail? Yeah, Chad said that they overnighted them. They literally okay. spent the money to overnight them. So can you imagine what the, what's that cost? 30, 40 bucks to overnight them? Not back then. Not back then, but still either way, it was, it was, it was a price. We'll, we'll get Chad on the show, but I, and I don't know who to reach out to, to try and talk to Chris, but I don't, I don't know if he'd be interested. He does podcasts and stuff. I does think, he? yeah, I think that would kind of be cool. I'll see what I can oh, yeah, do. It would be. The, you know, my answer before January 25th of this year, and I know that date because I'm a numbers guy, would have been Kobe Bryant because I, I have a lot in common with, uh, with that giant chip on the shoulder. Um, and I like to really take pride in just working harder than people because I'm not the smartest guy, but I'm a checklist guy. I like to work hard um, to try and make up for, you know, areas I'm short. So I, I really liked studying Kobe Bryant um, and his work ethic, and he was a great businessman as well. So outside of that, I've always liked Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, read all the stuff, listened to his podcast for years, got to meet him when we helped launch his book at First Form back in, I think it was 2017. Um, so good guy. I don't really listen to his stuff anymore just because I've learned so much from him that I put it all into practice. I, I kind of quit finding stuff mm -hmm. that I could learn from. So, but I would love to tell him, thank you. You know, his book, Ask Gary V gave me the idea to write my book, Ask a Diet Coach, which you wrote the foreword for. Yeah. Um, and I wrote it in the format that was similar to his business book. So he, he's kind of left like a large imprint on me. So it would probably be him. Um, but those those would be my two. And uh, a fun couple questions there. We've got one more. And this is a good one because you guys covered this on the Excellence Cartel. Um, you're way more well-versed in this than I am, Jason. So I'll let you kick this off. Colleen Wilson wants to know, I'm a female that struggles with losing weight, um, any kind of weight while I'm eating carbs. I'm going to get my labs done soon. What are the things I need to watch out for when it comes to spotting PCOS? And what kind of dietary approach should I take to lose body fat? So I've yeah. got a lot of experience on my end dieting people with PCOS, but 
spotting it. I mean, obviously doctors should be able to spot it, but when we're looking at labs or people that are looking at labs and stuff like that, what are the things that you're looking for to help spot PCOS? This gets into a complicated situation because there's many forms of PCOS or at least the medical community, you know, kind of identifies a lot. I mean, I've seen doctors uh, call it PCOS when a woman loses her period and her progesterone gets too low. Like they'll call that PCOS. Right. But, you know, in our world, that's more, you know, stress, sports induced amenorrhea Mm -hmm. that leads to then estrogen dominance. Really? I mean, it's not the PCOS that I've been taught. What I've been, you know, shown that happens a lot in physique athletes is you end up with high insulin. So you need to test your fasted insulin and you're going to end up then with, um, if you're prone insulin, then triggers, uh, androgens to overproduce. So that could be testosterone, but androgens can also be DHEA. It could be androstene Dion. It could be androstene Diol. So you want to get those four tested for sure and see if any of those are high. Uh, you can't just do fasted blood sugar because you can have high insulin and your blood sugar still be in range because right. the insulin is high to keep you in range because you're less insulin sensitive. And so for now it's working and then the gland finally craps out and then the, the, the blood sugars go high and that's when you find pre-diabetes and diabetes. And it, uh, so, um, so yeah, I, that's what you need to basically look at. And then as far as diet, I don't put these people on keto. I don't think it's a good idea, but what I do is lower protein. So let's say someone weighs 140. I might have them at 130, 125 grams of protein, maybe a hundred grams of carbs and then 70 to 65 grams of fat somewhere around there. So it's more fat for now. Um, and then you got to rest. You can't just start, keep training like, like you were. You got to rest the body because a lot of that times that insulin insensitivity is caused from inflammation. And now if your diet was just completely poor, then that was your, your, your culprit. But a lot of times when we're dealing with physique athletes, their diet really isn't that poor. It's just they're overtrained and they're inflamed. And then insulin sensitivity fades. They stop sleeping well. It fades more. And then in prone people, now those androgens trigger. So, you know, but I would still look at estradiol and I would look at progesterone too, because I've seen women with PCOS, uh, you know, the high androgens, high insulin. And I've also seen them where the progesterone's low. And so they're estrogen dominant too, because the progesterone is 0.2 or 0.4. So I've seen all of it run the gamut. So it's a tough question to say, what are just the exact ones I would, you know, read. And then you really got to look at thyroid because if there's inflammation and you're, you're less insulin sensitive, now thyroid's coming down too, potentially. So you got to look at free T3, um, free T4, TSH. So it's really a full protocol that I look at when I fix someone with, you know, help put that dormant and fix all those things. Yeah. And that's, that's why you guys did a whole episode on it over there with the excellence cartel. I think it was back maybe episode somewhere between 10 to 20. It was really good. You guys should go listen to that. Uh, I can't remember who the guest was. I thought it was Jamie, but it uh, wasn't. Victoria Fel- Felcar. Yeah, it was. A, it was. I might. I might have butchered her last name, but yeah, good. Good episode there, guys. Go listen to that. I know. I don't just take them keto. I'm like you. I don't just take them keto right out of the gate. I carbs around the workout because that's when they'll yep. use them the best. Fats kind of up there a little bit more to help. And it, you know, if it's someone with prep, I almost always, it seems like I almost always have to end up at keto at some point towards the end, just because we run out of room. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's, I guess there's areas where you could take the fats down pretty low, Jason, but 
you know, keto seems to be one of the best things that I've worked with. So I don't have a lot of these. I don't have a lot of people come to me with, with PCOS. And honestly, it's, it's not a client base that I want to have 50 of because it's one of the hardest ones there is not that I don't like to work, but it's just very frustrating for them. So it becomes a very stressful event if you're a coach out there and you have a lot of people in this situation. Um, and patience, how, how important is patience key with, with the female with PCOS? I mean, you're looking six months, you, you, yeah. you've got to pull back to training into three days, two days, it, you know, your RPE's got to be seven, you know, you're stopping three reps shy of failure. Um, all cardio is walking and not, you know, at 140 beats, 100, 110 per minute, uh, beats per minute. Um, you know, and, you know, even throw in some yoga, the, you've got to get the body de-stressed. And so that starts with it. So um, don't go into any tough diets, <laughs> cutting phases. If you think you have this situation, you know, catch it early, get it remedied, get the, get the values back in normal. And then you can get on to uh, building your physique. Yeah, man. Good, fun episode. Guys, we are having this contest. We're almost up to 400 reviews. Once we get there, I think we're only like nine or 10 away. Once we get there, we're going to give away some Fat Muscle Project supplements. So make sure you leave a review, screenshot that and tag us on social so we can keep that and keep track. Um, and I'll start drawing some names. But uh, Jason, nice, quick, short episode. But those are well, really, really good I questions. enjoyed that. Yeah, we're going to have another one of these next time. I've got five or six more good questions, and then we'll start getting into more topics. So for myself and Jason, we're out of here. Thanks, guys. See ya.